Are you actually going to use my my book as a coaster then? <laughs> it's not funny. Don't spit drink out all over that. Do you want to allow this app to make changes? Oh, dearie me. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop. Here we go. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop, we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop. Hello, everybody. Howdy. Hi. And welcome to, um, I think we say hello, fish. Um, and I think we will call this a groundbreaking uh, episode of Barks from the Bookshelf because um, we've we've made a sneaky way of being able to just chat to anyone that we like now, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, who says that there are rules when it comes to podcasts? You can do whatever you like. We ain't got bosses, have we? I mean, I have. She sat next to me, but... Fine, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, without further ado, we should introduce yeah, my... our guests, shouldn't we? So, we have today, we have the pleasure of lovely Carrie Ann. Hello, Carrie, how are you doing? Hello, how are Hi, we? Hi, Carrie. Yeah, hey, I think you need Carrie. a round of applause. Round of applause. Oh. Uh, and we also, have... <laughs> we also have the lovely Corin Goodall here as well. Yay! We talk about Corin a lot. A round of applause. I was typically feeding a terrier. Sorry, I was trying to feed a terrier. Every time we wake up, Corin makes me give her a round of applause. So <laughs> she only gets one a day. Um, those of you that don't know, um, you, I, I talk about Corin a lot on the podcast because Corin is my wife. Hi, Corin. Sorry, I got, I got. Better half, lucky me. My better half, my partner, my... I always get really weird saying wife. I don't know why. I I always hesitate just before my wife. Um, Yeah, I always hesitate (laughs) just before I say it because it sounds a bit... It's always sort of stuck in my throat a little bit. Because I never really wanted to marry her. No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> the what, like that, that little bit, that little bit of vomit that sort of yeah. comes up. Like, wife. There'll, there'll be a beating dished out later, I'm sure. Oh no! <laughs> uh, you don't have to be force free with the husband. No, that, no, no. The, the opposite is true. Don't yeah, um, I'd be, don't I'd be careful, Steve, because you'll punch him, mate. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> You're outnumbered today. <laughs> as, as in my house, which is a nice little um, transition. As in my house, I'm outnumbered as well with um, with uh, ladies all over the house. Yep. I've got ladies all over the house now. So we thought we'd do this um, this podcast because us lot are not only friends, um, but we've also got something in common where we've recently had, or not so recently, or recently-ish, had um, new additions to our houses, haven't we? Yeah. All within the last year, isn't it? Yep. Of the, the big fluffy variety. Yes. When did Nat, when did you get Drax? Uh August. Yeah, I remember that well. So yeah. yeah, it's it's flying by really. So what's that? About nine months. Mm-hmm. But um obviously it's been a bit bit different because he kind of wasn't hitting the ground running as new addition. He was a bit no. you, you know, bless him. Yes. He's got his own special little needs. So um yeah, well, we're we're just about coming out of that now, I think. I'm seeing the real the real boy. 
he's done some really interesting stuff recently, hasn't he? Um, uh, in terms yeah. of uh, in terms of getting his confidence and everything, it's been very exciting. So, right, let, yeah. well, let's go through one by one, shall we? So, we'll start with um, with Carrie. Tell us about uh, about your beast. <laughs> God, why do I have to go first? I feel you're, you're the new girl. That's your new girl. We said that we said there were no rules, but yeah, there are rules. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. So right. So I am fully blaming all of this on um the lovely team at Family Dog Club. Oh, it's okay. all their fault. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> down to Gavin, Jeanette, and Alison. Um, they all need to say I'm sorry. Is what happened. <laughs> I didn't so, know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they had something to do with you. Uh, I did you know. not? No, okay, I so I went on holiday end of last year, October. Got home in November. Two days later, Gav phoned me up and went, "I've got a dog for you." <laughs> <laughs> and I went, "What? What do you mean you got a dog for me, Gav? Like I'm not looking for a dog right now because obviously we still had old man Pig. We had my lovely old man Tizer who." Best them, love them. Um, so I was not looking for another dog at all because we knew we were going to be starting to make a decision on Tizer. So the thought of adding another dog was like not even on my radar. And obviously we've been planning big adventures. We've just moved house. So we knew that there were lots of exciting things coming up. So the thought of adding another dog wasn't on the radar. The thought of adding a puppy was definitely not on the radar. <laughs> and the thought of adding a shepherd puppy was the most ludicrous thing we could have done. Um, so Gav sent me a picture and I sat next to Dan and I went, babe, you <laughs> <laughs> the babe that you use, right? So, babe, could we foster this puppy? Oh, well, that, that old chestnut, yeah. Yeah, that old chestnut. Can we foster? Yeah. So I spoke to Gav about him and Gav said, look, cards on table, if I could, I would have him. So I was like, okay, because originally we thought Dodge was a Mali cross German. Mm -hmm. um, he's not, I've had his DNA done. He is only German Shepherd. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit relieved, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he sent, cause his puppy pictures, like we can share some in the feed. His puppy pictures like, you would have put money on there being Mally in that puppy. Yeah, I remember. Um, so I showed Dal the pictures. And then a week and a bit later, I drove down to the forest. And I met this puppy. And I met um, his, his old mum. And basically, the family had never had a dog before. And they got their first puppy. And they'd got a shepherd. And he is a typical working line shepherd puppy. Like... He was gobbing at people. Um, just, just a twatty shepherd puppy. <laughs> <laughs> had they, uh, had they just overdogged themselves slightly? Hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah overdogged is the best way of putting it. Like in horse world, you would say they, yeah, bought, yeah they got the wrong puppy. Bless them. And fair play to them. They realised that. Yeah, that's really good. They'd mad bad choices. And they'd been going to puppy classes with um, Gavin Jeanette and they were trying really hard, but they had a little girl and just, it wasn't the right setup. So fair yeah. play to them, do you know, hats off yeah. to them. And I love them so, and I love them for this. And um, his his old owner follows him on the Instagram and bless her, she keeps up with what he's doing. Oh. Um, and, you know, she was proper gutted to be handing him over, but... She did. So I drove home from the forest 
and Dale was working at his mum's, which was sort of on the way home. So I popped in and he met the new dog. And then I carried on my drive home on my own and bought the puppy into my house with four resident dogs on my own. Oh, <laughs> this is health and safety risk assessment. This is not how we advise you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like... So what I did, I brought him out to the garden and I let them out just one at a time. I knew Tizer would be fine with him. The worst Tizer was going to try and do was hump him. Um, Tizer knew about shepherds. Munch, my other rescue girl, our staffy girl, is amazing with puppies. So I wasn't worried about her at all. Chica's pretty chill with pups. And I knew Minx was going to hate him and she still does. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just that, know, it's knowing your dogs, isn't it? And, yeah. and knowing what you're going to have to deal with. Even, it doesn't have to all be like flowers and champagne, but you know, as long as you're realistic about what you're going to achieve. So for us, the, to be honest, the deal breaker and the reason why it was a bit of a foster situation was if Munch got on with him, he was staying. If Munch had gone, nah, then I would have been, I basically said to Dale, look, we will keep hold of him and give him the foundations he needs until we find him the right home, basically. Mm -hmm. We'll get him out of the situation. So get him out of Dodge, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we we ended up with my, my house wolf. Brilliant. Wow. wow. What an amazing story. I didn't know. I didn't know it was Gav, did you? No, I didn't know. Yeah, it's oh, all his fault. I'm blaming him. For those of you that don't know, um uh, Gav and Jeanette, the family dog club, um, some local trainers to us, but also run online classes and everything there. Fantastic. Um I do another podcast with those guys called the um uh Barking Mad Show. It's on a kind of hiatus at the moment. Um but yeah, yeah but we will be we, we will be returning with that one at some point. Um well that's that really, really good. So so well should we should we move? So let's have Nat's story about Drax because it's quite a, it's quite a, a big one, isn't it? <laughs> get the tissues. Get the tissues. It is. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so Drax. Um, again, I wasn't looking for another dog. Four <laughs> is plenty. Thank you very much. And we were very happy and living in lovely harmony. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, blooming Facebook. Um, showed me a an Irish wolfhound uh, that was had come into a charity called Many Tears who run a, a big kind of rehoming kennels um, in, in, in the Wales. Um, and my friend Katie fosters for them locally here in Hampshire. So I kind of heard of the, um, the charity and I deliberately didn't go looking on their website ever because, <laughs> you know, you just don't, do you? Because there's no such thing as just go and have a look. Um, and so uh, anyway, popped up and I don't know, big scruffy grey dogs are just mine and Jay's thing. You know, um, Jay, Jay found a dog um, in the middle of the road once, a little scruffy whippity thing. And ever since, anything that is vaguely grey and grew-like he is just absolutely in love with. Um, and the dog didn't make it and he, you know, rescued him and took him to the vet and all sorts. So it was quite a sad, he's just always had this thing about, about grey dogs. Not that you should choose a dog on what they look like, but we all know that we have like certain aesthetic things that for some reason, whether there's a, a dog in our past or whatever. Um, and the thing, so, so that was a plus point on the husband points because, you know, <laughs> 
it, it was more likely that there, it was going to be a yes. Um, for me, it it was just the state he was in, really. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think they they um, estimated he was about ten months old. Um, he'd come over. He, they'd been brought over from Ireland. That's what many tennis do. They go over. They get a lot of strays from Ireland, and then they keep them in their kennel facilities, and they go out to the foster networks or they get rehomed straight from the kennels. Um, and he was just a bit of a wreck of a dog, really. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of him when he first mm. was in their care. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just give him a ring. Um, and it didn't go that well, to be honest, the first <laughs> week, because we failed our home visit. We failed our home visit because it wasn't secure enough. Um, and so I did some work that they wanted me to do, which was, you know, um, absolutely fine. They need to feel comfortable with where he's going. Um, and uh, I was going to just give up and lick my wounds and think, oh, I'm clearly not good enough. Um, but then I thought, no, I know we can give this guy a really good chance because there aren't that many people out there that have the time and flexibility in their work to put what's required with a behavior modification plan the skills also a big enough garden and land to have to leave home actually if that's what ends up being so i i persevered and um we took a very long trip to wales and picked him up and that was that (laughs) i remember i think i I remember what was I with you when you first saw him? Were we in the yeah. pub? Yeah, at the pub, yeah. Yeah, from like the first time I saw him on <laughs> Facebook when we drove to Wales. I think it was only about two weeks. Oh. It was really, it was really quick turnaround because, um, you know, once they've got a home that they're happy with, they want the dog out. Yeah. You know, because they can then they can then fill those kennels with more dogs in need. So, um, so yeah, it was all pretty quick, um, and. I decided to set up the, his Facebook page um, just to document what we're doing basically as a record for me, because I don't know about you, but how many times have you thought, right, I'm going to make uh, one of my dogs has never worn a muzzle. So um, I'm going to train them to do it. And then you think, actually, that would have been a really good instructional video starting yeah. from absolute scratch <laughs> because, uh, you know, most of my dogs do wear a muzzle. So the minute I get the muzzle out, they stick their head in it. And it's like, okay, well, that's not very helpful for people that are starting from absolutely <laughs> no knowledge, you know, and their dogs aren't used to sh- being shaped in, into training and stuff. So that's why I started the Facebook page. But it's like blown up into such an amazing resource. And, yeah. I, you know, I really hope it can help people um, kind of normalize uh how long it takes with these dogs that that have been through a traumatic time or have had inadequate or inappropriate socializing or experiences during their their kind of development um stage so so yeah he's a bit of a poster boy for how to (laughs) how to start working through trauma and he's blooming handsome so he's a good poster boy really he's very handsome and he's huge I keep saying he that. is huge. Yeah, in he every is podcast, huge. But he's blooming huge. He is one of those. <laughs> um, so there's a bit of a theme coming here. We should say so. So we've um, we've titled this episode um, uh, "Bear, Horse, and Wolf." Um, <laughs> that's because um, I know that you refer to Dodge as the house wolf, don't you? Yep. And, and, he is my house wolf. 
Um, I think I think you refer to um, to Drax as the wolf as well, don't you? But seeing as Carrie's stolen it, we're going to. It's all right. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie can have it for this purpose, and I think if any of them were more horse-sized, exactly. Drax That's what takes I thought. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're going to call Drax the horse, and that brings yeah. us to, to our new addition, who is the bear, um, yeah. and that's Nat's fault as well. Yeah, that is Nat's fault. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you mean you at all. Well, you shared um, the link to Peaches on your Facebook page, and yeah, I thought I just directly have a note. To you. No, no, but, <laughs> no. But before that, you were sharing lots to me, and I kept telling, I kept sending you gifts. Going, stop it, stop <laughs> it, and then you stopped. And then I was like, why she stopped? Why did she not send me this one? <laughs> Because you asked me to, and I listened. I know. That's some psychology right there. Yeah, yeah there you go. I know. <laughs> so, um, we, yeah, as like you, Carrie, we weren't looking to rehome because of just losing Scooby in January. Um, we said we'd just stay the three of us for a little bit. Uh, my sister just got this um, cool little kitted out van oh, that we could all, yeah. we like the three of us would fit in really comfortably. So then we thought we'd get a Newfoundland. Um, <laughs> We were very happy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So It feels bonkers, but it'll be all right. It does. It feels absolutely bizarrely bonkers. But she is such a big, dappy, huge... She is a big puppy. Egypt of a dog. Yeah. Um, she's... Tell us what she is and who she is and how she is. Well, we're not 100% sure. On some of the paperwork, they've got um, her down as a cross, but they haven't said what crossed with. Um, and other paper, and the paper when she was admitted just said Newfoundland. So, me? Uh, no, unsure yet. If she is crossed, we guess it might be some sort of retriever of yeah. some description because she has a few. But then, you know, it, it's hard to say, isn't it, until you get a DNA test. Um, but yes, so uh, as it stands, she's a Newfoundland. She looks like a Newfoundland. She's the size of a Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, she's beautiful. She's called Peaches. Um, she weighs 48 kilos, probably a bit more after the wow. last three days in Venice. But, she's, um, she's just over a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's lovely. It's been a it's been a baptism of fire because obviously we're on the uh, a kind of lockdown as well. So, but we thought once the um, they relaxed the rehoming policy at the RSPCA, we thought it would be an, quite an ideal opportunity to introduce a new dog mm-hmm. to a household, which it is in lots yeah. of ways. It's 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 ideal in some ways, not so ideal in other ways. But um, yeah, it's been an exercise in carefully managing um, Penny and Peach. We should probably say she's only been with us. What's this? The third day. Yeah. So this is a third day with oh, us. So third, wow. Half, yeah. yeah. So it's it's super super early days, and we're we're working it all out. We haven't got the biggest house in the world, but she's got a lovely big area for her to get um, to get used to. Um, and we've separated the house off at the moment. So we've got a Penny Penny areas and Peach's areas, and we're just doing the introductions nice and slowly. Yeah, because Penny, I wouldn't say her her favourites are big dogs. She has got big dog <laughs> friends, but so that's why we're taking it nice and slow. Yeah, we were um, the worst thing we think that could happen is that you know Peaches squishes her. <laughs> she seems quite exuberant, so like we can imagine that she's like, "Hi," and just yeah, just I, I, I think we've kind of all got that in common, haven't we? Because they're yep. all our all our big dogs are the young dogs, and then we've yep. all got ickle dogs as well so it's like you you know you kind of worry about the difference in energy levels anyway when you've got younger and older dogs Mm -hmm. but when it's there's also a physical size difference it just you just gotta be that little bit more careful as well haven't you yeah Yeah. and and so so what has um dodge taught you 
then Carrie about integrating a new dog into your house. Obviously, you, we're talking puppy for for you, so a, a whole whole different set of skills needed there. But um, yeah, so what you know, integrating a new dog in with with your existing dogs. What, so what the first thing I will say to everyone um, is if I was advising people about getting a dog rehoming the dog, the way I did it is not the way I would advise people to do it. <laughs> do first as, of all. Do as right? I do. Um, do as I say. Oh, yeah, do as I say, I, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Do what I'm telling you to do, not what I do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that works. But Yala went through um, like a rescue and you were home checked and all the rest of it. And to an extent, like, obviously, I was known because Gav acted as kind of the middleman yeah. for Dodge arriving, but I didn't have any home checking. But also, like, the rescues will give an assessment of the dogs as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of relying on Gav to have done that. And I think a lot of the... So since we've moved, the new behaviour, Dodge is now cool with people and people can walk past and that's cool. The new behavior is shouting at other dogs. Okay. <laughs> which is great. And he goes full shepherd. And at the moment, I'm guesstimating he's about 40 kilos at nine months old. Okay. Wow. I'm not that big. Like, I'm, I'm a bit bigger than I was at the start of lockdown. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not that big. And pure, um, pure muscle, surely, from all the workouts you've been doing. That's he's, what I'm saying. So at the moment, he's on, um, he is on a perfect fit harness with two leads. I have to have a lead on the back and a separate lead on the front to give me the control. I've, I'm starting to condition him to a head collar, but he's really not overly happy. Mm -hmm. But I have been videoing it from the start. Yay! Oh, really? Yeah. Yay! Um, and I will be doing that. But to be honest, he's not happy with a head collar. And it is aversive. We know they are. So that's a whole other journey that we're going to go down. If I can avoid using it, I'm going to. But if I need it as an emergency, I'm going to blooming use it because yeah. he's up already. Um, and hormones are kicking in and he's cocking his leg. And <laughs> Any of you that are friends of me on Facebook will know the beautiful, perfect picture I took yesterday. <laughs> There's not such perfect picture. <laughs> lipsticks coming out all the time at the moment. <laughs> I never had this with Tyson. My terrier never had this behaviour. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> for me, it's it's not just integrating a giant dog into the house because I'm pretty... I mean, Munch, my staffy mixed girl, is all of 20 kilos. So she's kind of small, medium. She's sort of large spring, a small lab size, really, isn't she? She's not really yeah. big. Um, and then obviously the Chihuahua's a tiny dog and princess, so they're only ickle. And then... Yeah, house wolf. <laughs> and that's why he got called the house wolf, because to the others, like, he is massive, bless him. Um, and I put a picture on um, on his Instagram earlier that there was a picture of him doing a peekaboo in February and one of him doing it last week. And it looks like two different dogs. Like, yeah. I can't believe how much he's grown in that time. And I'm like, oh, my God, so... For me, introducing a puppy into the house because it wasn't planned and I hadn't really done my breed research and everything I did was horrendous and do not <laughs> do this, okay? Um, I've been talking about a shepherd for a long time. I, I grew up with shepherds, I did, but the shepherds of nowadays are very, very different to the shepherds of the 80s. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Like, they're just different. Um, he's 
we think has come from working line. Um, all I know about his breeding is red collar. He came from Wales. Okay, uh, that's it. That's the paperwork I had from the breeder. Um, so I was working with a trainer um, this week. I've been doing a bit of work with Kamal with him. And um, Kamal was like, oh, what are his lines? I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But I know nothing. And I wish I did. I wish I knew if he had Polish lines or Czech lines. Or I suspect there is some European working line in him. Um, so integrating a working type dog into the house and a working type puppy, um, health and safety risk assessment and control <laughs> and management were like the two key things of my house. Yeah. Um the crate, luckily he came house trained and crate trained, which amazing. I'm so, so thankful to his original people for getting those steps in. Cause I kind of got, that to me is the hard bit of puppy is the house training and the, and I've got chihuahuas. So house training is like still an ongoing thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so having a puppy that was clean was like, God, this is amazing. Also, I think like, they've done you a massive solid there with the crate because at least you can keep your sanity a bit with the other dogs as well so when you are thinking yeah. oh my god what have we done we've brought this whirlwind tasmanian devil into our house and there you go have a chew go in your crate for a bit i just need yes. to sit down quietly yeah, yeah. so <laughs> his crate has now been upgraded to an open-sided pen you know the big massive pens you get that are like the four and a half foot panels he's yeah. now got a hexagon because he outgrew his crate and to be honest the size of the crate he next needs i just put the pen up because it was easier because <laughs> um, he was banging his ears on the top of the crate and oh, i actually yes. worried about that because he did have room to turn around and move but he just looks smushed i mean i don't know how you do they do drag size crates is that even um probably but yeah we just skipped the crate went crate. straight for an extension we like, just went, yeah straight for okay the garage is, well the garage was the dog room anyway it's yeah. it you know it's nicer than it sounds it's all properly it insulated lovely. and oh, no, it's swanky um, yeah he's got he's, he's lucky he's got his own room penny's got her own room and she's tiny yeah, she yeah. Has, yeah. <laughs> we're in her room now we had to ask You're permission room, to come yeah. in and record yeah. <laughs> she's all right she just has to have our laps she says come on in yeah, that's, that's the payment is it that's it the rent indeed. this is really nice actually because i've been sitting on um on peach's side of the of the room on, on my little zero gravity chair that i've bought indoors and um, so it's really nice because i'm getting to have penny on my lap because she, I don't have, haven't had many cuddles with her over the last couple of That's days. That's a really, nice. really important point, isn't it? Because I think even though you're in the same room, it, it does, it does throw your life upside down when mm. you're trying to integrate and and kind of split your time fairly between everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, I think maybe some people think that getting another dog means you just do all the same things, and there's two dogs there instead of one. But actually, you end up. If you do it right and you do it, you know, properly, you, you end up partitioning your time up quite a bit, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. We, we made a schedule yesterday and I was tired and I went to bed by 8.30 <laughs> with a wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we both went to bed. I had a bottle of beer and Karen had a wine in bed. We sat there like, hey, oh, winning. Bless. <laughs> spend some time together and chill out <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah all dogs in their rooms just just a bit of me and steve time They're with our laptop happy. on a box on our bed 
<laughs> Live in the dream. So, so glamorous. So glad. The, oh, the inside lives of dog trainers. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was so romantic. <laughs> oh, bless them. One thing I have to say, though, with, with adding Housewolf, um, early mornings, because obviously all the others, so Tizer, bless him, was 16 when Dodge arrived. So he was only, we said goodbye to Tizer January. So they kind of had... I think they had about eight weeks together. And do you know what? The last week, they decided they were going to keep curling up next to each other. Oh, and that's so like, sweet. Yeah. I think I think Tizer basically told Dodge all the roles. And I feel like he kind of gave him the torch and was like, right, this is how oh. you're an absolute arsehole and how to watch <laughs> <laughs> Don't In let me down. In style. Yeah. We had to give him the role, but... Uh, <laughs> So that that was kind of cool. So I feel like Tyza sort of taught him the ways of having a boy in the house. And that was the other reason why we weren't looking for another dog because I was really aware that having three girls in the house, the dynamics between them three works really well, especially we've got mum and daughter. And we do have occasional discussions. Yep. We call them discussions. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes because they are mum and daughter, they do escalate if we're not careful. I have had to throw cushions in to split it up before. Mm-hmm. So I was very adamant that we weren't going to add another bitch into the mix because having a bull breed two chihuahuas, like, there's already enough sass in the house with me yeah. as well. Like, <laughs> poor Dale. Just, poor to clarif- Dale. just to clarify, though, when you say throw cushions in, that's, that's an actual cushion. It's not a cat called cushion or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, an actual, like, a cushion from the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Some between... weird terminology yeah. that we need to uh, up in yeah. there. I've no, got a tortoise called cushions. properly and it turns into an actual fight, yeah. I'm not putting my hand in the middle of that because they're too small to get hold of safely. So yeah. a cushion is what is... <laughs> I've only had to do it twice in eight years, but yeah. Um, oh, so this... we've already decided adding a boy was necess- was kind of the safest way of adding another one, but I didn't want to add another boy while we still had Tizer because I thought that was a little bit unfair on Mr. Pig. Yeah. Aww. But because Dodge was so young, he was, I think he was like 14 weeks when we got him. So he was kind of at the edge of the socialization window, which is why we were trying to get him as soon as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because he was so young and he was very respectful of the other dogs, um, he kind of slotted in quite well. But as Nat said, like using the pen and control and management was a massive part of it. And also giving him time away from the others and giving the others time away from him. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. been super important, giving them their own little, not even necessarily training, just their own little time yeah. of just, having some me time with them and so important so important you just reminded me of a fantastic story just quickly now and i hope nat doesn't mind me telling this story most most people know on the podcast that um that me and nat worked together that's um when i when i started as a dog trainer nat already worked at the school that i started to work at um i and uh every now and again um very few and far between but there would be a dog um discussion let's call it a discussion in the field and i remember once particularly there was a dog discussion and everyone kind of stood there doing nothing but nat sprang into action she was like action woman she picked up a bucket of water headed over to where the discussion was happening threw the bucket of water missed all the dogs and hit our boss (laughs) it wasn't one of my finest moments i mean i I thought it was incredible 
in my defence, it was summer. <laughs> she dried out quite quickly. Right. And at least I did something. Yeah. No one else had <laughs> Everyone else was kind of stopped and looked. I mean, I, I'll be I'll be honest. It was about my my first week there, I think. So I was a bit like, oh, oh my god. You. Oh, <laughs> I think I think the moral of the story is if there's a discussion with dogs, just leave because you're going to get covered in a bucket of water. I'll be there. At some point. <laughs> she turns up. That's me gone well, now. I for the find if, if there ever is a discussion, I always shout space. Even if there's no one else there, it's just the automatic space. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to nick that. <laughs> space! Just start shouting it. Because <laughs> as soon as you shout, because you shout that word space, it makes people go, oh, we need to move away. And yeah. it makes something happen. So screaming space like a crazy lunatic. <laughs> I reckon Hornet would be better. Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that could sound really wrong if you said it quickly. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah, now you just got to cough. Just start coughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, let, let's hear about how... Um, how Nat integrated Drax then. I guess we, we're going to probably need to put some diagrams up with this one, are we, on the uh, Yeah, on the it's quite page. tricky. <laughs> I, I mean, what I was going to say, because um, I don't... Again, on paper, I don't. it doesn't look good in how how, how Drax was, because he's, he's an entire young male. Um, Gru's entire, Fisher's entire. Um, Jack is, you know pushing 562 nowadays even though he doesn't act like it at all i think he's going to live till he's about a thousand um bless him i hope he does um so he didn't need a a new addition at all the stress of it um but i knew that drax was wasn't going to be normal in terms of bringing a dog into the house you know it was he was going to take a good few months maybe a year to be part of the family so I, I guess and we wouldn't have done it if we didn't have our house and we didn't have the garden and we didn't have the field there's no way on earth I would have even entertained the idea because um he he needed to you know decompress for a couple of months and you can't do that if you've got a dog set up in a pen or a crate in the lounge because mm. you're constantly there it's, it's just stressful for everyone isn't it yeah. um so i think um you know integration wise um it's so good for uh dogs that have come from a trauma background to be housed with other dogs um when the when the fear is of humans and not of dogs, then dogs can provide such an amazing social bridge that there's no way on earth the Drax would be where he is right now if I didn't have my dogs. Mm -hmm. But then also I needed to keep my dogs safe from, you know, essentially a house horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, you know, even things that we wouldn't consider, like, um, I mean, you guys came over in the early days and, uh he he stank of stress you know that like musty kennel ugh. and you know we did we did wash him after a, a month or so because i didn't want to stress him out too much but it's it's he's just exuding stress and i uh you know that there isn't much research on it as to what effect that has on other dogs but it it just must do you mm. think about mm. all the stuff about how sensitive their olfactory system is there's no way that the other dogs weren't going blooming heck what's that guy been through mm. yeah. you, you know um from from just smell alone um so i kind of 
I credit my dogs with with bringing Drax up. Really, I've just been there, you know, posting food in every so often. And, <laughs> and um, I think it's 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 so important for shutdown dogs to have another dog doggy role model. Um, but I don't think it's fair on the doggy role model to have to be that dog's world. Like, you know, like you were saying, yeah. Carrie, you know, they need time away from each other to, to sleep and all sorts, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, even Mouse, uh, her, her and Fish love each other to bits. They're playing. I don't know if you can hear the old yeah. terrier. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Soundtrack of my life. Um, <laughs> they absolutely love each other. Um, but she definitely needed time away from him when he was young and he was a puppy. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. would, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. It's like, we need time away. Like, you need to go to bed and watch the laptop with a glass of wine at 8.30 just to go, oh my God, I've had a stressful day. And Mouse needed the doggy version of that a lot yeah. when Fish was a bub. Yeah. And that's one thing I've been doing with Munch as well because Munch was amazing with Dodge. And I think for her, she was like, finally, she's bonsai in the house that I can play with and not get moaned out for doofing up. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and for the first couple of months, like her and Dodge played a lot and there were lots of tug toys and lots of like tuggy games. And then Dodge was getting bigger and bigger. And I noticed Munch started sliding across the floor more and more. <laughs> and um, the tuggy games tended to stop then. Um, she got the needle with that a little bit. But I've been, with lockdown happening, um, I've been taking him out with one chihuahua and then Munch out with the other chihuahua because he'll walk with the chihuahuas fine. But with her, he just wants to play and jump on her head and just wind her up and, She's 10 now, bless her. So she's not old, but she's not young either. And she doesn't need housewives like hitting her in the head every two minutes. So games in the house, lots of tooth sparring with them too. I allow that, that's fine. But out on walks, I've actually kind of stopped walking in with her at the moment. Mm -hmm. Or if we go to a private field, I get him out on his own for 15 minutes. Then I let the girls have run. Then I get them all out together because... She needs a bit of a run without him jumping on her. And he actually needs to learn to be in the world with me because when she's around, his recall becomes a bit selective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all the things that we have to kind of think about. World. And I think it's important for people to do stuff with their dogs independently because at the moment, his recall without any other dogs around, I would say it's a good 95 at the moment. I'm quite pleased with that. With Munch around, I'm lucky if it's two. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big like... drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so important. I mean, and, you, and again, I think those people who are listening today, like hearing um, three people that work as, as dogs, sorry, four people that work as dog trainers. <laughs> I, think... I think you're talking about me, everyone. Don't get offended. I, yeah, was... I wasn't including it's myself. He was leaving there, himself so. out there. <laughs> um, uh <laughs> talk about how much we have to manage these scenarios and how much you know how important it is to do individual walks and i think sometimes people get confused that that management you know um you know pens long lines individual walks you know all of the things that you might do to manage your household and your size is is a way of like cheating training or things along those lines it's something i get that idea from people sometimes and um it's so important. We were talking today, yeah. weren't we, about individual walks mm -hmm, and how important mm -hmm. that is, just, just spreading your time out. Yeah. It's, it doesn't always have to be double time either, but it just splitting the hour that you would maybe spend with both of them, give them half an hour, you know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. There's, like, this school of thought that 
any form of management is a failure mm. and I couldn't agree I couldn't disagree more with that because yeah. actually what I'm doing is making the world a safe place and a happy place for all of my dogs and I'm being realistic about um what needs to be trained and what can be managed yeah. you know what what if I you know if I was walking along with one of my friend's little toddlers along the road, I would hold their hand. That's not a failure in my parenting skills. That's good management. You know, I don't I don't not hold their hand and then when they get hit by a car, I go, oh, well, they've learned a lesson there. You know? <laughs> it's just, I just, it, it's unfathomable to me that, that, that management isn't seen as more necessary and normalized and, and not a failure at all well we i said that we did our, our online puppy class last night and we were uh, jumping up was a topic and i gave an example of the fact that um two days ago pete showed us that she can open the back door without us because <laughs> she doesn't need us at all um yeah. so it was open she opened it got rewarded for going outside and i was yeah. sort of saying the management there i'm not going to train her not to open doors i'm just going to lock the door yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Duh. laughs> yeah. like why yeah. would i spend all that time training something Thing like that which was so rewarding anyway when I can just literally <laughs> yeah. go Doink. also <laughs> if your dog can just let itself out when it can like I would take that as a win if that really? means you don't have to like yeah I'm just worried we'll have no fences <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, Penny would never just... come in <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, bless her. I and, think that's part part of um Jack's like life goals is to wait until I look like I'm just settled and just getting into a TV program or, or an email and then go, I really need a wee actually. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't so, that Peter's that, right now? Which that, was... would, that would ruin, ruin his life because he spent his whole life training me like a sheep. <laughs> okay, so last night. Okay. We started watching a film on Netflix. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. can't remember what the film was called, but e- there was Chris Hemsworth. E- 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 I can't remember. In Extraction. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Lovely film, Chris Hemsworth. That's, <laughs> that's all we need to know. That's what I took from the film. Did it have a story? Or <laughs> Chris, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Do you know what? I, I hang around so many people that fancy him, I'm starting to fancy him. I'll be honest. <laughs> Seriously, you are allowed to romance on Hemsworth. Like, just, yeah, we will forgive you for this. Um, we will not judge you. It's fine. <laughs> but, oh, there were guns. There we go. There were guns and there was a drug lord and there was Hemsworth. There we go. There's <laughs> story. <laughs> um, but I think the film itself was meant to be two hours long. And in between, the dogs needing to get up, Husband decided that he needed pudding. <laughs> <laughs> then someone rang me. I was like, it took three hours to watch a two-hour film. <laughs> and it was Kemsworth. I was getting <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know what you need to do? You need to go to bed with a uh, <laughs> yeah. glass of wine. And- yeah. 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 I need to go to bed with Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pudding with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> So wow right um so anyway now what did you do last <laughs> what did i do last i didn't watch a chris hemsworth film oh. no you're probably in bed by nine though i, I was in bed by nine because i uh, i am an early early bedder um but no I, I definitely found so with lockdown jay's obviously here he's working from home and he is um 
None of well, Penny's I'm three beds are good, by the way. That's that noise you can hear, probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sloth in terms of the way that I move and how I relax. And when I'm sat down, I'm, I'm sat. He is, he's a moth. He's, where I need this and I need this. And, oh, I forgot my phone and I did this. And I, I've really realised, spending more time all at home together, how much the dogs have got used to my slothness and that, <laughs> He he annoys the hell out of them and me. <laughs> All of the like, we get settled in the evening, and then he's like, "Oh, just go and I don't know, wipe down the side." Why? Just leave it to the morning. Nah, you know Jay listens to the podcast, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm hoping it for the hundredth time it might actually go in that he did. Because I say, I bless him. It's so hard because I say to him, "Right, okay, when you come back down to the kitchen now." You're going to sit down and you've got 15 minutes where you have to just stay still. It's like a toddler. And, and he's, but he struggles with it so much. Like I've trained my dog so well to be settled when I'm settled. Right. But I failed miserably with the husband training. Now, what reinforcement are you using? Well, this is it. This is it. I'm going to have to pull out the big guns, aren't I? A little, little, quick, little quick side story, because y'all will appreciate this. So when I first moved in with Dale, he was really bad at his clothing, particularly underwear, finding its way to the washing basket. <laughs> so I actually taught Tizer to pick up his socks and pants and put them in the basket. Oh. And one day he came in from work, took his sock off and Tyson ran straight over, grabbed sock, ran to the bathroom. He was like, <laughs> where did you take my sock? I was like, to the wash basket. <laughs> I was like, well, it was easier to teach the dog than you, babe. <laughs> you know what, after that, he was really good it- at finding the wash basket. <laughs> Uh, he had that light bulb moment. Oh. Yeah, because it was easier for me to train the terrier to pick up the stuff. It, it was working on his, he got to hunt the socks and get the socks and hide the socks. It was amazing. Like, Tizer had a great time doing it. Um, and it made tidying up much easier. But now the others just randomly pick up socks because they think they're being helpful, but they're actually not. So that <laughs> fine a little bit now. <laughs> I think I think what we're all learning from sort of like being locked down is a bit more about each other as well, aren't we? You know, um, those those of those of us that get out of it without killing each other, you know, I think we all deserve some sort of medal. And uh, and, yep. and those of us, <laughs> Corinne's face. I wish people could see the video feed. <laughs> Corinne's face is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I can I can only imagine how annoying I am to live with. I've heard so much about this Aunt Connolly Facebook page. Oh, my God. Yeah. Has anyone seen that? What are that? you talking about? No, exactly. Oh. What am I talking about? Shout, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Helen on the Pet Professional Network because she posted a post up. And, and the idea of the post was to to encourage people to, to, to find a niche for their groups. Um, and she posted this group up which is i think it's called let's all pretend to be ants in a colony that's the name of the group and it's, and it's got over a million people on it oh my god and the idea wow. was if this group this stupid group named let's all pretend to be ants in a colony can get a million people on it then your niche can get a million people on it as well what i saw from that advert was oh my god there's a facebook group saying let's pretend all pretend to be ants in a colony i joined it immediately and i ain't been off it for the last week it is incredible so everyone pretends to be an ant you've got to write in a particular way when you post it's all ant related stuff it's absolutely hilarious i'm loving it 
I've tried to coax him away from it, Corin, because I sent him a new group yesterday, which is called Crap Wildlife. <laughs> I've seen which that page. Actually, yeah. made me really wet myself laughing. It's brilliant. I've it's joined just, that like, as well. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, no, no, he's just got two. <laughs> now he's just so got two groups. So the other one then to add to that is um, what is it? Crap that's been found in charity shops. <laughs> that is so amazing, and the stuff people find in charity shops is just wow. But I feel I'm quite lucky because Dale is um technically a key worker oh, okay. so he still leaves my house oh amazing there you go god love him bless amazing. him um yeah because obviously we've moved house during the ridiculousness um which was probably not the best thing to have planned but it happened and we're dealing with it um but one thing that i think actually did me a favor with that is it gave the dogs a massive new environment to explore because yeah we've got like so we've gone from having like literally a postage stamp garden that was concrete and decking to basically a jungle like I've had to get an app on my phone to tell me what plants are in this garden. And I just run around taking pictures of plants and it tells what it is. And I'm working out whether it's staying or going. And I've got about 200 plant pots that just, yeah. And it's just mad here at the moment. So actually it's quite cool because the dogs have, because every day when I'm going out in the garden and moving stuff, it's just giving them new stuff to explore. So sounds amazing. Quite an extreme form of enrichment, isn't it, to move house? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh, Carrie, taking it a step too far. <laughs> yeah, just buy a new house, get yeah. a whole new garden. That's all you have to do, guys. I want to see you post that on the canine enrichment page. <laughs> new house. Idea, new house. <laughs> new house, new house, new garden. Um, or you could just throw your dogs over the fence. <laughs> um one thing though i'm very proud which i hadn't realized my dogs were capable of because where we lived before there weren't many other dogs there were a few other dogs but there weren't really any like it like next door there were kind of one of the neighbors had some datsuns that were shouty um my new house has a datsun right next door that's very shouty um bless her sammy she's very cute but mine like the slightest noise and it's from next door and my lot are not responding which I'm really proud of, especially yeah. having a gobby shepherd in the house. <laughs> yeah, you so go. That's kind of my my little win that I'm having to take is even if the and if mine start barking, Sammy Blesser starts barking, and then the other side we've got Augustus, who's a border terrier puppy. Oh, that's cute. Who I like peek out over the fence, and he's like, <laughs> we had an Augustus and puppy class not long ago, didn't we? Oh, I love that name. It's great, yeah. isn't it? That is great. It was shortened to Gus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've done that as well, but he's cute. He has Instagram as well. So yeah, if you want to follow a really cute border terrier puppy, Augustus border terrier is on Insta. Oh, bless Have your guys got Instagrams? No, no. not Instagram. We've created them a Facebook page. Yeah. I saw your Facebook yeah. pages. We've got Penny, Penny and the Giant Peach. Like James and the Giant Peach. I was like, why not? Loving that. I know. I saw that. I've liked that. It's very good. It's very good. And what's yours, Nat? Just in case. Uh, Drax's Drax's Galactic Adventure. Well, what we'll do, we'll stick. I mean, we stick them in the show notes every week anyway. Yeah. But if you send us any links or anything, Carrie, as well, we can whack them in the show links well, as well. The thing is that I've just, I don't know, I found Facebook a little bit hard during lockdown. I've found that parts of Facebook have been a little bit, people have got their opinions. <laughs> have they? Um, 
<laughs> I basically do my live in the morning, finish it with stay safe, be kind, wash your hands, keep your dogs on lead around livestock, and then don't go on Facebook for the rest of the day. It's quite a healthy um, approach, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram's just lots of nice dog pictures. Yeah. I think, um, I yeah, I, I've certainly experienced some of that uh, mm. recently, but I, I've just locked everything down and actually... Drax's page is is like a little bubble. It's yeah. so positive. It's a nice everyone's, place. Yeah, everyone's so lovely and supportive, and you know they're invested in him and his future. And met all these lovely new wolfhound people, and it's just so lovely that um, I'd kind of I yeah I'd rather put my energy into into that. And yes, it's a bubble, but hey, we all like our bubbles. I really, I really yeah. liked this morning's video because I was just waiting for Jade. Like his shoes were not on properly. His shorts yeah. were falling down. He was carrying yeah. two cups of coffee and, yeah. and Drax well, was pegging it. it round. I was like, yeah. he's going. Is it going to go? I was like, <laughs> I was in two minds with it to post it. And I just thought, you know what? Everyone knows us well enough now that we can all have a laugh at man. And I did manage to turn the camera away just before his shorts did actually <laughs> Well, that's like when the wine went over Steve. I wasn't actually out outside yeah. with him at the time but he came come in and he was like oh and I went I'm getting a picture everyone's gonna love that <laughs> that yeah. was brilliant that yeah. was cool <laughs> I was like ah oh, you are learning the ways of the large-headed dog yeah. now exactly I've already been headbutted in the nose oh, nice. <laughs> so what, what are your what are your plans over the next couple of weeks then what's the schedule looking guys for Peach settling in well, we haven't. As far as plans go, I think taking it day by day. Um, We're still getting to know Peach. We don't know like an awful lot about her, really. So yeah. Um, and she's still getting, you know, she's still finding her feet in terms of confidence. The, 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 the difference between day one and day two was massive. Yeah. She was panting a lot on day one. Mm -hmm. Nervous, wouldn't settle, didn't know where to go. You know, lying down on everything that wasn't a bed that we provided. Uh, provided <laughs> yeah. for I mean, her. that is still a thing. Yeah, it's still a yeah. thing. But, you know, we said we, she's kind of her own bed, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she is. is. She's a portable bed. Yeah. So, so she calmed down um, quite quickly, didn't she? Mm -hmm. and, and now she's she's a lot more confident um she wouldn't go out in the garden unless one of us was out with her to start with and if one of us went in she wanted to come in on her um wouldn't be out there on her own now she's happy to stay out there on her own and won't come in for us um <laughs> she, yeah she's but, her big old paws she just every now and again when she doesn't know what to do with herself she just boshes the back door and you're like and at the moment you're like does she need a wee i don't because we don't know yeah. anything so we, so we yeah. let her out and then she just stands out like, like right. she's an incredibly speedy <laughs> weeer she's a girl who knows what she wants if she wants a wee she's up there we within you know five seconds there's no there's no um penny gets on. distracted as soon as she's out the door she's like what squirrel <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for, for us again like like you carrie the concern is how um penny is with her um penny can be a bit um guardy i don't know about guardy is the right sort of word but a bit, a bit unpredictable around food so we've got to be really careful um i made a bit of a blunder the other day by putting a a nyla bone down um right close to where penny could get to she could get under our t our dining room table it's a bit hard to explain but we've got like a partition pen that's going across the living room mm -hmm. and there's a bit near peach's bed where i just popped a, a nyla bone down on there for her and penny had obviously caught a sniff of it and wandered under the table and i hadn't noticed and when peaches came in to grab the bone penny was like ah, 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 that's my bone and peaches actually so actually scared peaches i don't think peaches realized she was oh. under the table um, and then last night, um, 
things got they had a, a bit of a discussion um over, yeah. over the fence um penny shouted been, again and this time peach was like but you know they, those things are going to happen and you know it's, it's how it's how we deal with it so we're making sure her harness is always on so you know if we need to grab her or anything along those lines that we can we got something um obviously it, it's working out those sort of like regimes of how you enter a room how you exit a room what happens when you're bringing your dinner in what happens when you're you know all of yeah. those kind of all those little things well, that you just get a little with into, a big dog because their face can be on your plate like that oh yeah. bless her she's like when i'm when i'm eating my food because oh. i'm sat on the other side of my little zero gravity chair a little head just bump like actually just flumps onto my we lap. Got, like, oh, I think I'm sort of sat there like, hey, how did you it doing? look like you'd wet yourself when you got up? Was well, we got we uh, we puddles. learned quickly. We got little drool uh, little drooly rags that are Cute. scattered around the house to just grab and wipe her chin when she. Yeah, <laughs> this is Don't the nicest top I've worn. I cannot stand drool. Oh, you oh you'll love her then. Yeah. No. Oh no, I do. I love a new fee, but it's the reason why I can never, ever, ever have one. Just nope. She's not. She, in fairness, she's not the worst that I've seen. Um, and it only is really if food comes out, then suddenly she's like, like yeah. Oh, but I mean, nice clothes now. Not places. a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. This is yeah. the nicest one. I thought I put something nice on for the podcast. Got this Dalmatian. That's cute. Home. I like that one. That's I like cute. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I put clean t-shirt on as well. Bring <laughs> <laughs> clean clothes to podcast. Still in my jammies I, though, in the bottom half. <laughs> I, I went out with Gru and I think it's still the weather it was last week and we yeah. both got absolutely drenched didn't have a coat on so whoops but it, it was fine we were all right did you have but, to change um, pajamas I changed pajamas from one to the other yeah actually um, I had to go out last minute yesterday because we didn't have something that I, I needed and um, I was legitimately about to leave the house in my pajamas like it was just normal and then I thought would anyone actually care Oh, I've been going know. out in my dressing gown and it, Steve, yeah. it, Steve normally takes Penny out in the evenings and obviously I was just a bit like, I've got nothing else to do, I'll come out yeah. with you. And I was like, do I have to get out of my dressing gown though? He's like, no, I'm like, cool. It's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> the new lockdown chic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah lockdown, lockdown yeah. chic is just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just get dressed to the top, top half dressing for Zoom calls, nothing on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> no, so seriously though sky news i saw before i came on um an american tv presenter did that but the camera angle was on his legs so you could see he was oh no sure boxes <laughs> amazing amazing but but I, have, I have got trousers on of what you're picking up so um right so let's let's sort of talk about i think um what we've learned then so what have we learned what would you say i mean there's loads in venice and just in three days i've learned so much about how how much or relearn should i say like learned so much but um about how much sleep's needed you know how much rest is really important when you rehome a dog you know if anyone's listening and they're thinking of rehoming a dog you know making sure they have lots of time to settle and relax yeah you take it for granted so penny's been a solo dog for about three months or so now and even when scoops was around they just they slept we could get up do things and they slept they didn't but that's 
that's you know our house isn't big enough for everyone just to sell everyone's kind of if something's going on over there everyone knows about it so yeah we have to so this is the longest that peaches has spent during the day she's been sleeping really well at night which is i think mm. fantastic we've got to celebrate mm. those those wins haven't we mm. but yeah this is the longest she's spent and i heard a little bit of whimpering at the start of the call but she has now settled down so that's really nice she's now in there going thank god for that i've got a bit of peace and quiet yeah, exactly <laughs> either that or she's worked how to get into the kitchen cupboards one of those two <laughs> and she's eating 20 Major. trackiers <laughs> <laughs> so i think for me one thing pre-dodge the ritual was dale used to go up for work super early no one moved until i got up and then we would all have breakfast together while he was at work love the time housewolf did not allow lions <laughs> it's not a thing anymore so um yeah early waking ups which i'm not particularly a morning person um so that's fun (laughs) but saying that i was out and i'd bought the dogs before eight o'clock this morning like i got up with dale and he was making tea i let the dogs out and then i walked dodge and chookers and then mink some munch then we were home the girls had breakfast dodge is funny about food i don't know if it's a shepherd thing or him thing um it's just yeah he hasn't i've tried to give him his breakfast three times so far today and didn't want it today so he'll eat dinner he'll be fine um (laughs) but that's another thing is food because i i'm used to my lot of always been so foody and i mean munch munch is called munch for a reason like she likes eating bless her um the chihuahuas are super greedy tizer was always very foody and now I've got this shepherdy housewolfy thing that meh. <laughs> and I don't understand it. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean you don't want your And he's on raw because it's like the only thing he'll eat. And because he's a puppy and he's growing and he's developing and the rate he's growing and developing, I'm so paranoid that he's not eating enough. Mm. And I mean, clearly he is because he weighs blooming 40 kilos. So. <laughs> but it's a real, for me, it was having the difference in a, dog that and the girls look him because the girls get dry in the morning and you can see them walking past his bowl going if he ain't gonna eat that (laughs) (laughs) so he's fed separately because um that was one thing i was mindful of is that he's not overly bothered around food but i don't want him guarding his food yeah because if he does decide to tell one of the girls to get lost that could potentially be really disastrous Mm. like seriously disastrous especially the chihuahuas um they'll walk near him but i especially him and munch i don't let munch near him when he is eating because that is not a discussion i want to be splitting up because just no No. (laughs) i think this is a massive you know getting back to what we're saying about management being normalized I, I, again, I don't think it, you, we should be having to explain ourselves for for feeding our dogs separately. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want people I am not my dinner. No. <laughs> and it, it all it takes is putting, but you know, it's not. I don't see it as a a win that all my dogs can eat their dinner in the room together. Yeah. But, you know, it's just not even a thing. It's not even a good or bad thing. It's just. Well, they're eating their food. I want them all to eat in their own pace. I don't want them to feel pressured into eating because they've got someone looking over them. And I don't want anyone learning that they need to protect their food. So yeah. they all eat separately, yeah. you know. So my girls all eat in the same room, but they have stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they've got their own little areas that they eat. And if you put the wrong bowl in the wrong place, like, 
nope. It confuses yeah. everyone, bless them. So the girls have always been, and it's because where we were before, I didn't have the... I didn't ha really have the ability to feed them at the same time separately. Mm. So we kind of, it was a corner each, basically. Everyone had a corner of a room. So they had as much room as possible. And we've moved to the new house. And I could feed them all separately now, but they've kind of got into the routine that the girls go in the room and go to their little spaces and they yeah. eat their food and then they finish and they check everyone else has finished. And then they all wander off in the garden and have a lovely time. Mm. And Dodge is still wandering around, like, might take a bite of food, have a little <laughs> wander over there, have a little nose about, sit down, have a little lick about. Like, dude, just eat your food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was always um, with Scooby, our dog that passed away recently, he was... Um, he just didn't really care too much, did he? Like Penny could do pretty much well, anything with him. We always fed them separately, but you know, on the odd occasion that you know, things do happen, don't they? Like the stair gate, Penny's very good at just going. If you haven't shut it properly, she can just go yeah. whoop and open it with <laughs> yeah. her little paws, bless her. Okay. Um, but she'd wander in and she'd be like, "Oh, hey, Scoobs and dinner," and just start eating out of his bowl. And he'd just carry <laughs> on eating, but his side. And if that had happened the other way round, that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> No. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And Scooby yeah. was Scooby was great with that. He would just move away. Just come. It was com constantly. Scooby was like, "How do I avoid a conflict?" You know. <laughs> yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah. Maybe that's a boy thing though, because like Dodge is like, I don't want to go near the girls, and Tizer would never go near the girls. But if the girls like would quite happily go and try and nick his food if they could, like yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, just history of what they've they've gotten away with really in different yeah. personalities, isn't it? Well, um, the chihuahuas have the sassy pants in our house. So. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> we're, we're still learning who's got the most sass. We're not sure yet. Yeah. yeah. It takes a long it takes a long time to get to know a dog. Mm. And I think I think you can kind of lower yourself into a false sense of knowing them because mm. you have, you know, looked on Facebook and watched videos and all that and I just think it took me a long time and I wouldn't say I 100% um, sort of trust Drax yet. Nothing bad has happened, like that he's he's not given me any signals that there's any form of, you know, defensive type aggression there. But I'm not taking any chances. I'm watching him really carefully because uh, if I push it and he goes, then I'm not winning against an 80 kilo wolfhound, mm -hmm. you know, Um so I think it's good to be a little bit cautious because at the end of the day, these are big, powerful dogs. Mm. And, and uh, you know, if you romanticise it a bit too much and think, oh, well, they're mine now, they're the part of the family and, you know, we all love each mm. other, then you might miss some of the more subtle signs that could gradually build up to something mm. yeah, exactly. quite scary. And I think as well that that is the difference between having small dogs and large breed dogs because... I feel that small breed dogs tend to get pushed more than yeah. large breed dogs were because with like, I mean, again, we, like you are saying with Dodge, you know, I've, I've had him from puppy and he's cool, but like earlier he did say, and I think it's as the testosterone's building, I am kind of not being hard on him. That's not the way I say it, but the rules with him are probably a lot stricter and I'm being a lot more consistent with him than I was ever with the girls because I appreciate that if 
if he doesn't have rules and we don't have things in place to keep everybody safe, and it's not just keeping me safe, it's keeping him safe as well. Like, mm. you know, if Drax suddenly decided that actually he really wasn't happy with you and you had ignored all the warning signals, he could do serious damage. Yeah, yeah. And it's not because he's he's a bad dog. Like, there seems to oh, well, they're, they're, oh, that's a bad dog, that is. No, it's not. It's because we've put them in a twatty situation that they didn't need to be put in. Mm. And it, it's just crazy. So I think another thing I've learned is that I'm having to be much more consistent with Dodge. And also, I'm having to monitor the way he interacts with me and others, um, especially people coming in the house, we have to get them to come in and sit down and then Dodge is introduced to them. Mm -hmm. Because if people just walk into the house, um, he may have decided that my mother-in-law was not welcome the other way. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Um, I don't think she'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> but he went- Is that a training I'm... win? <laughs> um, well, to be honest, it's the first time I've actually gone, oh, wow, I've got a guarding breed. Yeah. He went yeah. full shepherd and Dale, Dale did actually say to me afterwards, that worried me. Mm. And I was I like, think oh. that's a really that's a really good thing to to sort of say, Carrie, because I think we all have those moments with our dogs. We have to be honest about it. Yep. And if you're not honest with yourself and people around you, then you're gonna skim over something. Yep. And and what you're doing by telling that story is not saying I've got a bad dog or I'm a crap trainer, because that's happened. What you're doing is saying this happened and what do we do for going forward mm. and that 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 is more empowering i think than worrying about it because i am a massive catastrophizer corin knows this because we have like <laughs> we, but i'm one as well we, we'll worry about something and we'll just try and talk each other down from it but you, you know a little growl in in the grand scheme of things is communication it's not oh my god i'm gonna have to rehome a dog you, you know and but i think it's when we skim over those things and we, yeah. we're not picking them up and then working on yeah. them um, or increasing management or whatever we need to yeah. do. Um, that's when things get worse and worse and that's when you end up in a bad situation. So yeah. I think, you know, to anyone listening, don't panic the minute behaviour happens because <laughs> yeah. behaviour is there to, you know, communicate something and it's reacting to the environment. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just means maybe taking a step back and, and looking at things. It's really hard though, isn't it? When you, you, your dogs have had a scrap or, you know, certainly when I've worked with clients with, with multi-dog households and their dogs have had a fight, it's building that trust back up. And you can only mm. do that with management and time really. Yeah. And enough time has gone by and the trust has built up with everybody that we can then start, you know, doing some training or introducing the dogs back together. Well, today we're having a much more chilled out day in the house. Cause yesterday we did lots of play in and like not loads of training as such, but you know, like beginning kind of things. And mm -hmm. uh, I just think that perhaps like we said about the rest and things. So today I'm taking it on board. If I'm really calm and zen, <laughs> it might bring the levels down in the house. So I've got a blanket and I've been laying on the sofa all morning and Penny's been sleeping on me and I'm like, this is great. This is how it's going to go. Sounds really hard work. Are you okay? Oh man, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a massive, um, massive fan of rest days. Rest days is one thing I bang on about yeah. so much because I, I think it's from my horse background. Like we always gave the horses rest days 
and dogs don't seem to get rest days, which mm. I find mad. And like yesterday, the weather, I don't know what it was like there, but the weather was Horrible. rank here yesterday. Yeah, it was crap. And I'm not going to lie, all this lockdown business, I'm becoming a bit fair weathered. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning into a chihuahua. The chihuahua's are like, oh, finally, she got the memo. We don't have to. <laughs> um, but yesterday, we just chilled. And actually, teaching your dogs to do nothing is such an important thing because people think training is loose lead, recall, call tricks, hoopers whatever the behaviors we're teaching all the funky stuff the sexy stuff and then all of a sudden we want them to do nothing mm. and what was that noise that was hilarious i think that was a penny no it's corin's chair oh, oh yeah oh, got... i thought penny, i thought peaches moved i no. thought we did the audio no, you, you see the house no, you, you'd see i was going like this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've I've got to invest in some new chairs for my podcast corner. When I do it, I'm not I'm trying to stringently sit without moving at all on anything. But I forgot I forgot to tell. I think Corrin we that. found these chairs. Yeah, and I'm a fidget. Yeah. I'm a fidget as well. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but I think like lockdowns a really good time for people to teach their dogs to be chill with them in the house and just not being in the same room as them. Because Dodge at the moment, like I get up and he has to be with me. Mm-hmm. The girls are like, dude, she's just going to the other room what is wrong with you and he's like i must follow mum mum is moving i must follow her <laughs> part of his herding instinct possibly. i think it's easy when you've got a busy dog to kind of uh keep putting more and more in isn't it and 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 keep trying to keep them busy whereas you know what you're saying <laughs> is perfect say so my two terriers going no we can amuse ourselves we're fine um <laughs> shout back <laughs> yeah um but yeah, teaching them to chill is so important. I mean, I, basically, my my life ethos with my dogs is for everyone to be as lazy as me. <laughs> I'm just going to grab Penny because she looked like she was just going to stop the recording. Yeah, she then. literally put, up, <laughs> so she put her paw out towards the stop button there. Yeah, so amazing. Like, <laughs> she called my friends the other day. I was like, oh, because she just was like bashing me when I had my phone. I was like, oh, mate, you called my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so pretty- well i think on that note then shall we as penny's decided it's time to uh <laughs> oh, yeah you're being you're being evicted out of her room now. <laughs> yeah she's like enough you lot quit your gym <laughs> off you go so thank you very much um carrie and corin um for yeah, coming thank on you. to our if uh, you want us back we'll come back yeah i mean i won't <laughs> Let's do, oh wow! The shame. Let's do a week. Let's do a weekly Zoom thing. Oh, yeah. Another week. Yeah. Um, uh, so so where, far for Corinne to come. Where <laughs> can um, where can people find you, Carrie? If they want to, uh, we haven't talked at all about Canine Hooper's World, but um, yeah. Because we've been talking about house I know, of course, exciting. of course. But yeah, where can people find you if they want to hear more about you and learn about Dodge and catch up with everything you that you do? Um. So if you want to follow the journeys of the House Wolf, um, in Instagram there is um at Dodge Shepherd is Dodge's Insta and if you wish to see her Royal Highness the tiny dog um <laughs> at Minx Chihuahua is her Instagram she's got over 5,000 followers on wow Instagram. what is that about amazing <laughs> I think I'm like I think I've got like 200 or something hang on a minute on Minx's wow. page on Minx's page you just post pictures of Chris Hemsworth <laughs> no <laughs> 
it's just a chihuahua. Although maybe I should start checking out my photoshopping skills of Minx with Hemsworth, and then everyone will be happy. Next time we meet, you'll have twenty thousand followers. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got them on Insta. Um, Canine Hoopers World um, is what I do. It that's the Hoopers World instructor. Ah, there you go. You're meant to be a Hoopers World instructor, Goodall, but apparently you were too busy to come to the course. You wouldn't believe how busy I am, Carrie. <laughs> the course is available online. I'm just going to put that <laughs> Yeah, no, so Canine Hoopers World, um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and apparently Twitter, but I don't understand Twitter at all, so... Yeah, it's basically Facebook and Instagram. It's another world. Yeah. And for anyone that... Um, is thinking what on earth is hoopers give us a quick mm. couple of sentences on what hoopers is croquet with your dog without the flamingos <laughs> okay yeah that's conjured an um, image that people will go looking for <laughs> but you need to think alice in wonderland first i maybe yeah. should have explained that because otherwise people are going, i got it what is she going on about um it's an agility based sport that's low impact there's no jumps it's hoops barrels tunnels Dogs run around, have a lovely time. Fantastic. It is, but it it's is. loads Penny of fun. Penny loves it. Scooby used to love it. Yeah, Peach so won't fit through one. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the day where Drax has enough confidence to go through a hoop. Like, that will be my my heart moment when Drax is <laughs> like, I can walk through a hoop. Uh, yeah, it will be walking. <laughs> yeah. Well, Boy doesn't need to break a sweat. That's fine. We can. I mean, I can. It'll be good. It'd be like that. Um, that Kratu dog at Crufts, you know, (laughs) and he always has a brilliant time and like picks up one of the poles and runs off. And yeah, it'll be epic. Yeah, it'll be epic. So, um, yeah, Hoopers. Any dog can do it. So tiny dogs, house wolves, house ponies, house bears. They can all join (laughs) in the Hoopies. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a nice, fun, all inclusive activity for you to do with your dog it's well worth checking out you also got your own podcast as well haven't you harry i do canine hoopers world the podcast yeah, it's, it's all on brand Everything. <laughs> <laughs> there we go um yeah i actually tried to set up um a wikipedia thing yesterday and got kicked off because i didn't realize i wasn't allowed to use that as my wikipedia name so i've got kicked off before i've even started oh <laughs> Seems unfair. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll leave Wikipedia then. That was clearly not the department. (laughs) (laughs) Can't people go on and change your Wikipedia page? Um, Maybe. I don't know. If someone knows how to, please contact me because I might need help. (laughs) I was going to say, if you do get a Wikipedia page, I'll have a little bit of fun with that then. (laughs) What have been kicked off already? Like... My God, do you know what I mean? I've just, I've rocked up and I've already upset someone. So, yeah, we won't worry about that. So, um, where can people find you, Corin, other than living with me? Well, wherever they find you, I guess. Um, yeah, so, uh, good old dog training, that's our, our business. Uh, we've just put, but in regards to Peaches and Penny, um, they've got a Facebook page, um, Penny and the Giant Peach. Yeah. That's about it. We are on Instagram as well, good old dog training, but I don't do that much on it. Chris and, Hemsworth and, pictures and Twitter is a is a no go. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So we're going to be posting little things of uh, how Peaches and Penny are developing in their in their uh, relationship. So yeah, it should be should be quite fun to look for. And yeah, we're trying not to uh, just sort of give it all the shiny shiny. You know, actually, it's very tempting, sort of isn't it, about... just to do all the shiny shiny. But I think also, yeah, completely. I I found that 
with Drax's page, it is easy to just do, wow, look at this, what happened today? It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've really tried not to do that. Um, but I, I can't do that anyway because it, it, he's so traumatised that he can't look happy in all the videos. Yeah. But what I have to try and try and say is, look, he looks less miserable than last time. Yay! <laughs> I'll tell you who's really good at doing the sort of warts and all posts is um, we were talking about earlier, actually, um, Jane Arden. I really like following her oh, yeah. like, you know, little training videos yeah. where they're getting things wrong and stuff. I think that's really Oh, and the, the outtakes from her online copy. Oh, oh my God, that was so brilliant. funny. Yeah. I, I just sat there giggling to myself. It was brilliant because that's the reality of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I love how honest Jane is. Like I've managed to catch up with her at Crofts and um, I was kind of chatting to her about Housewolf and head collars and she was like, Carrie, if you need to use one so you don't end up flat on your face... Yeah. Then as long as you've conditioned it properly and you're using it as a tool, not a stopgap, then what's the problem? Like, mm. and I think I think it is important for us as trainers to show all of it and not just the shiny stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I absolutely agree. It's very easy to show the polished, finished article and not show I mean, if any if you watch my lives, I, I do lives on Facebook every morning, uh, Monday to Fridays about nine o'clock. And Housewolf comes in and causes chaos. Like this morning, he was eating my hat. He got on the chair and had his winky out. Like no one <laughs> That's the reality but, of living with a housewolf. It is. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> and Nat, um, if people want to come and find uh, you and Drax and everything you yeah. do. Uh, well, I set up a web a web page on my website <gasps> with some videos of the. It's spliced together using iMovie because I can do things on the computer, you know. Skills. Um, and it's the first six months from day one till day whatever it was um, uh, <laughs> of how we introduced the environment how we introduced the other dogs and how we introduced us as people, as man and lady. That's so, cool. uh, natdogs.com forward slash Drax. Brilliant. I had to pause your video and turn the sound off today because Peach was like, what is that? Oh my God, oh. who is that? That's exciting. I was, like, I was a bit excitable voice too today, exciting. wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> great. You're, you're happy voice now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, easy house wolves to sleep behind me. I'm gonna have to go downstairs and wake the bear up now. Yeah, yeah well, good luck, guys, and mm. you know, just keep in touch and of let's course. know how it's all going. Of course, stay safe. Yes, yeah. yes, everyone, everyone, stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> yep. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> And keep dogs on lead around livestock. I'm just yes. adding that in at the last minute. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's very important. Massively important. Um, right, so, well, thank you very much, everybody. Um, Bye, guys. And uh, I'm Bye sure we will, we will speak again soon. Um, and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Sounds collide, ourselves divide, just like they've always done. A spark, a life, we more.
that stretches back through all time. Time guided by a primal desire to simply survive. Survive, you can't keep it down, you know, it grows. For feet, for seed, our genes compete, this war is never won. Numbers increase for reason and peace on mass as one with strong. And where opposition exists. It's our duty to persist Resist and fight and defend till the end Another's right to all this This bliss A a kiss, you can't keep me down, you know, and I can't keep you down, I know, and it won't